Welcome to the Live to Shoot podcast. My name is Jeff Dowell, and I've been a licensed firearm dealer for the last 15 years. In this podcast, we talk about all things related to the Second Amendment, as well as my throwing a sports story or something going on in other areas of politics. So welcome, welcome, welcome. Hope everybody's having a great week so far and looking forward to the weekend. I appreciate y'all listening. So I thought I'd talk about a little something a little different this time. I, like I said, I've been an FFL for 15 years. And when I first started, my intention was I was going to have a brick and mortar store. I had some great ideas. But in the meantime, I created an online store, started being an FFL, buying, selling guns. And then I slowly transitioned away from that. And we might talk a little bit about that here in just a bit. But to now, what I've really done, just focused on the last 10 years as being an FFL based out of my home and is just facilitating internet transfers. Being that FFL transfer that when you go to a gun, gun broker or any other online re- retailer and you, need, you buy a gun, you need to ship someplace, it comes it comes to me. And to do that, I charge a nominal fee, $10 if you're licensed carry holder, $15 if you're not. And I do that really. It's just a side hustle. make a little extra cash. I get to meet a lot of nice people and get to see a lot of cool guns. And I also am doing it so I can help make it the process of, of purchasing a firearm a little bit easier for folks that might be intimidated by doing it online, making it affordable, not taking advantage of people, and really helping to you know support and facilitate and promote the Second Amendment. And that's what's important to me. So that's why I do that. But along the course of doing that, I get asked all the time, is it hard to be a, to get your license to be an FFL out of your house? And the answer to that is a little bit more nuanced. And I thought I'd just Talk a little bit about that and what it's like to be a home-based FFL. So just a little history. It used to be, a long time ago, you could buy a gun from Sears Catalog and have it shipped to you at your house. No no need to go through a gun dealer, nothing like that. And then in 1938, they passed the Federal Firearms Act, which enacted and created kind of the FFL process and then and created that, that position. And then in 1968, President Johnson came in and... He had the Gun Control Act of 1968. What he wanted to originally do was ban, <laughs> register all handguns. But he also wanted to ban the ordering of firearms through the mail and then also the importation of certain firearms from other countries. From that point on, then, you could no longer buy a gun you know, online and have it shipped to yourself. It had to go. The direct mail was now prohibited, and you had to go through an FFL as a go-between to, to do that. And so then it created different records and everything for FFLs to get their license. Then, you know, fast forward again to 1986, and we had the Firearm Owners Protection Act. And the one thing it did was had some pluses, allowed FFLs to work out of gun shows, prohibited the ATF from centralizing their records, allowed for the sale of ammunition without an FFL, reduced the penalties of committing an offense as an FFL, and some things like that. But the other thing it did was change the the, the definition of what an FFL had to be 
practicing to, to be in business. You had to be doing this as a business, that you couldn't just be buying firearms to support your local hobby. And so they changed it from engaged in a business to include only those who devote time, attention, and labor of dealing in firearms as a regular course of trade or business with the principal objective of livelihood and profit through the repetitive purchase and resale of firearms. Really what they changed in 1986. Then you fast forward again to 1990s and the Bill Clinton time frame. And, you know, Bill Clinton came in with gun control as being a major facet of his presidency. And so he came up with the assault weapon ban and the, the Brady Law. And one of the things he did in the Brady Law was increase the fee from $10 a year to now it's, it's $300 for every three years, I believe is what the fee is. So raise the fee a 10 times as much, but still not exorbitant. But then he also directed the ATF to start going and reviewing FFLs and determine whether or not they were truly engaged in a as a, as a business. And they reviewed over 40% of the FFLs at the time were not engaged in the business. And so they started revoking licenses. And from that point on, so there's a steep decline in FFL licenses that went from about 250,000 FFLs in 1993 down to under 100,000 in 1997 and up to about 2014. This is all the stats I have right now. There's about 50,000 FFL licenses in the United States. And so it had a, a, a big impact. But And so for that reason, a lot of people believe that you cannot be an FFL out of your house. You cannot be what they call a kitchen table FFL. And that's just, that's not accurate. You can be an FFL out of your house if you're doing it as a business. The ATF doesn't want you buying guns for your own hobby. You have to be doing it as a business. So when I initially got my license 15 years ago and I had my inspection, the, the ATF agent that came to do the inspection prior to issuing the license, we spent an over – I thought they were going to look at security and quiz me on what I knew about the laws. He, he primarily wanted to know how I was going to make money. Did I have a website, you know, business cards? How was I going to promote it? Was I going to go to gun shows? What, what was I going to do? And so we talked through that entire process. And, you know, I have been now an FFL for 15 years. So – the question is, can you be an FFL out of your home? The answer is yes. How do you do that? Well, there's some paperwork that you have to fill out, and you have to get fingerprinted, and you have to have your picture taken, and all of those types of things. And that's what you have to send to the ATF. But they also require that you get approval or show that local business ordinances don't doesn't prohibit it, that your local law enforcement won't prohibit it. And if you're in a homeowner's association, they don't prohibit you, not necessarily being an FFL, but doing business out of your home. And when people ask, you know, can you get it? I say yes. But the what I have heard, it, the biggest stumbling block for FFLs out of their home is their homeowner's association. They won't approve it, and that's where things get, get sticky. They may have you may have an ordinance in your in your a bylaw in your a covenant in your homeowners association that you can't do run a business out of your house. One of the things is you might be able to run a business, but you can't have foot traffic, meaning you could do an online business and things like that, but you can't have people coming up to your door and things like that. So you could be an online FFL and just sell out of your out of out of a store and 
out of your online store and ship things to you, but you couldn't have people coming in to pick them up directly from you. So anybody, any kind of local business might be prohibited. Those are the stumbling blocks. Now, is it a good idea? Is it something that you should do? Well, it really depends on what your motives are. And I will tell you, one, it's very tough to make money in the gun business. Margins are very thin. You have to have a lot of capital. You have to be able to stock a lot of inventory. It is difficult to compete with these online retailers on price. If you're going to be an online and home-based FFL and you plan on buying and selling guns, you have to probably, my suggestion is find a niche. Find something that's not being served well. You can't compete trying to sell Glocks. Impossible. You can't buy them cheap enough. You're not going to be able to get enough to get priority access with the the distributors, those types of things. It's just difficult. But if you can find a niche, and so I found my niche. I'm doing transfers. But again, I can't do transfers as my primary source of business. So it's it's a side hustle. So being an FFL out of your home, can you? Yes, good idea. Depends on what your goals are. Also, you do have to be willing to deal with the ATF and to be on the ATF's radar. And, you know, as things are going along, that's one of the things that has me the most concerned, the way our our Department of Justice and are trying to come after uh, gun owners. And uh, at some point, I feel that, uh, you know, they may start looking at FFLs. They've tried to eliminate FFLs. They're trying to, but they, you know, they just don't have the manpower to go through and do them. I've been inspected. I've passed inspections. Never had anything that really threatened my license. But I don't know. I, I can see things on the horizon changing, especially if this regime stays in power. So can you be a FFL out of your home? Yes. Is it a good line of business. It's a difficult line of business, but you get to see a lot of people. You get to see a lot of guns. And if you are passionate about it, you can you can uh, utilize your passion and, and, and make some money at it. But there are a lot of hoops. You have to be willing to do paperwork. You have to pay attention to it because they're very particular. You have to have your I's cro- dotted and your T's crossed. The ATF doesn't really tolerate mistakes too well. So you have to be organized. You have to be diligent. You have to be willing to deal with people. And when you put your name out there, you know, I've had people just show up at my house, things like that. But, you know, nothing ever too concerning. So, again, yes, you can be an FFL at your house. It's hard. It, it is a little harder to do these days. Do I encourage it? Don't know. Really depends on what your personal goals are. But anyway, I want to just share that bit of information. Just talk about something a little differently. If you have questions, feel free to contact me. Again, we're close to the elections. If you want to continue to protect your Second Amendment rights, we've got to get the right people in there and get the wrong people out. We have to keep fighting for this. In the show notes, I've got a list of of candidates that we need to be supporting. Go out there, support them, vote, get people to vote, do everything you can, because this is a critical election period, and we have got to continue to protect our Second Amendment. Thank you, and have a great day.